Hello, and welcome to the Coffee and Hustle podcast. In this episode, we're discussing how to win with video with the most famous video recorder here in town, uh, Lucas Scott from Scholar Scott Studios. Welcome, uh, Lucas, to our show today. I really appreciate you joining us today on a short notice, but tell us a little bit about your business and what you do and how do you help the community with video? Well, first of all, I think it might be a myth that you've generated that I'm the most notorious, I don't know, most famous video producer in Huntsville and also best looking. So if you said that, I'm just going to say it might be a myth. If your viewers or listeners agree with this, then um, please continue propagating this myth to the world, certainly into the Huntsville area. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, it's just video production and it's just video production. That's the one thing you're not supposed to say as a professional is just, you're supposed to remove that word altogether, but it's video production. And, uh, you know, I saw, let's see, where do I start? Where do I start? Let me just keep it kind of simple with a, a short overview. Okay. Let's not dig into the 16 hour podcast style here. Um, you know, I, I do video production for small businesses, brands, and entrepreneurs. I help people to communicate more effectively and more prolifically through, through, um, you know, video content, which really is the best form of uh, marketing content, you know, right next to talking to people on a stage, but you know, it could be tough for people to get on a stage in front of a hundred thousand people and to, to do it and to deliver a message that's concise and clean and well, well put together, um, in person. So you can do that with video and you can make it look like you're, you know, a perfect presenter, even if you're not, it's a secret industry secret. It's all editing. It's all in the edit. So that's what I do. I take care of, I do it on a local level. You know, I'm not like some big Hollywood producer or something. I run my own business. I do everything myself. I don't have a whole sales team and a a staff of cinematographers and directors of photography or anything. I do it all myself, but it's worked for me so far and people seem to like it. And so I've been building my brand. And, And so where did the name Scholar Scott Studios come from? How did you come up with that name for your business? It's, it's just my name. It's basically just my name, Lucas Skyler Scott. That's my full name and Skyler Scott Studios. I didn't want to take the brand Lucas Scott because I'm doing other things as like my personal brand, like my channel, like Lucas Scott and Lucas Skyler Scott, Luke Scott Studio. I've got a ton of them, um, but I wanted to sort of like, you know, t- in a tiny little bit of a way, distance myself my personal self from it. And at the same time, kind of maintain the integrity of it. And, and over time, like even after making it, I realized that really the brand Skyler Scott studios is just, it's really just me. That's what people are buying into when they choose to do business with Skyler Scott studios. It, it becomes about more than I need a video. And it turns into this other thing, which, which really is centered around building a relationship with someone who's creative and wants to help your brand grow. Well, I think that when I first started about 20 years ago, when I started my business, I didn't really want the name designed by Carla. I wanted to do DBC because I didn't want people to know that it was a female that was in the industry because, you know, back then there wasn't a whole lot of females uh, at that time. And so I didn't want the identification. I was known for to be some people call me up and say, hey, are you the computer lady? Uh, They didn't even know my name at that time. And so over the years, I I love the name designed by Carla. So it just becomes an identification of who you are and what you represent. So I completely uh, I'm 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 all about being the simplistic of 
you know, your business name, you know, attached to who you are. So um, that's what so, it seems like today. It's like, you know, people, I, I just got off a call with a client actually earlier today and they were asking about their icon for their brand. And, you know, it's important that you have a professional looking icon and, you know, your, you know, your, whatever your acronym, your logo and all this like fancy polished stuff. But people connect with people, people, yeah. touch people, people do business with people. And so I told him, I was like, look, yeah, you want to have those things. But when you're there on YouTube, on your YouTube channel and you're leaving comments, are people going to connect more deeply with the face that they've been seeing in this video in an icon next to those comments? Are they going to really think, oh, look, that's that's them. It's yeah. really them. This is not some yeah. like YouTube bot. This is not some, you know, some noob, some intern they hired to do their YouTube content. This is the person yeah. that I'm talking to. And I think yeah. that's what it's about. It really comes down to it comes down to relationships like everything else. I think uh, uh, over the years, it's uh, I think word of word of mouth marketing is probably just as important as anything. And I don't think we put too much time and effort back into that because that was back in the day. That's how we communicated was you hear somebody talk about somebody and that and it's just relationship building, you know, over the over the years with businesses. But I, I completely agree. It's not so much. I think the word branding is overused now because it's just how people identify with certain people and it's how the competitors stand out from each other. But I do think relationship is relationship building in business is very, very important. And that's how we, that's how we continue to build each other up over the years. Like, you know, uh, if I need a video photography, I go to you, you know, and you would come to me if you needed something. And I think that's all about relationship building and who's good at what, you know? Yeah. Well, it's absolutely about it. Even less about, I mean, you know, yeah, you want to be good at what you do, but that's almost like a secondary thing. Really, do you like do you like this person enough to call them and have a phone conversation with them? Because if I don't like somebody, I'm not going to call them no matter how good. they. I'll just find somebody else that I actually like that can do yeah. the thing or I'll figure it out myself. But, yeah. you know, it's really that's really what it boils down to. Do you like this person? And if you do, can you do business with them? Now, being that you're a business owner, how, how long you've been in business right now, uh, as of today? How long you've been actually been a bit, an actual business owner? Um, so, you know, the LLC for Skylar Scott Studios. How how official you want to go into it? Um, that was established. It was um, maybe like October of 2018. But I've been doing video production, you know, professionally building it, you know, because I was I, I would before Skylar Scott Studios, right? Like any young entrepreneur, any gorgeous young entrepreneur out there uh, before Skylar Scott Studios, I was I was kind of like, like learning about what I wanted to do and what I wanted to create. I was trying, okay, I'm going to be a content marketer or social media manager thing. And, and so I was kind of still figuring it out. And so like, since I really decided I was going to do video production, even before I said, okay, it's going to be called Skylar Scott studios. I'm going to go, you know, get an LLC and file the paperwork. It's just been about, it'll be three years in June. June 21st is actually when I officially quit my job when I was like, that's it. Okay. I'm done. Yeah. And, and did, were you scared when you did that? Did, did it feel real? I was at terrified. That yeah. I was excited though. You know, it's like weird. I, I knew I wanted to do it because I was running through like all the potential scenarios in my head and I was like, okay, my boss, my boss's boss came in from, you know, out of state to have like a one-on-one -on -one with me and was like, you know, you either got to, we went through like he spent the whole day with me and then like chewed me out for being a loser, basically. Like he's like, You're not doing the job. And I was like, Yeah, well, you know, 
uh, I'm disengaged. And he's like, why are you disengaged? And I was like, because I hate this job. I hate this job. And he's like, well, you either need to learn to love the job or you need to leave the job. And when he said you need to learn to love the job, my heart sank a pit in the my belly. You know what I mean? I felt so empty and sad and heavy. And then when he said the next part of that sentence, or leave the job, I was so excited. So I sort of knew you know, and when he said it, that's how, you know, when, when in real time, you can tell about how you feel. That's how I do it anyway. And so, yeah, I was scared, but whatever, you know, you got to just go towards the things that you want and love. That's that. Well, you learn a lot of lessons, even when you first start out. And even after 20 years, you learn, you know, the, the good and the bad and the things that you're really good at, some of the things that you're not so good at. Um, and it, and it makes a big difference. And, you know, uh, but you have to stay motivated um, through all this, you know, and you have to create such a good routine. Do you have a, do you have motivation? Do you have something that you look up to? Do you, you know, to keep you going and learning new things? Do you do that? Um, do I learn new things? Yes. I learn new things every day. You know, maybe from an outside perspective, somebody out there is like, wow, Lucas has really got it together. You know, he's like the man in a can or the bomb.com or whatever you want to call it. But but every day is an opportunity for me to learn something new. And I mean that in the sense that every day I encounter situations where I don't know the answer to something. And I'm the kind of person that I'm not satisfied just saying, well, I don't know, that's that. No, that's not, it doesn't work for me. Um, I start digging, which can be kind of dangerous and kind of a time consuming process. Cause I'll follow one rabbit hole to the next. And before you know it, I've gone from analyzing, you know, bit rates and video. And I'm now down into like trying to write a piece of Python code to pull data from a YouTube API. It's a little far fetched, but it happens. And yeah, so I, I kind of spend most of my time, uh, learning. If, if I'm not earning, I'm learning is a saying I heard somebody saying, I thought oh, that's really good, which is not great for my work-life balance, by the way. There also has to be some downtime, which I'm also learning how to do that. Well, I think being a, a business owner, um, you have to continue to learn. You have to learn how to focus more on the things that you want to do every day. And I, I have a rule of thumb, like I write down three things that I want to accomplish on a post-it note. And sit it in front of me and I said, okay, so at the end of the day, I write down the three things that I know that I want to accomplish, you know, for that day. And so that's, that's important to me. Um, so that I'm accomplishing because in the beginning I was in a rabbit hole. I would very beginning, I would like start cleaning my house. And next thing you know, it's like an hour in <laughs> like, what am I supposed to be doing? I'm supposed to be working. And so I've learned how to be productive and, you know, so you learn a lot to be in a, as a business owner um, and that keeps you motivated um, because there, there's going to be days where you're like, I don't want to do this. And there's going to be days where you're like, you're 90 miles an hour. So I, I understand that competitor, you know, and you got to stay ahead of your competitors too, on top of everything else too. So if you have, do you have anybody that you look up to as far as like, who do you look at uh, online that keeps you um, in, in a right direction? Like who do you go and look at YouTube videos? Like who do you look at online? Oh. So for YouTube videos, you know, for production quality and editing quality, I, I follow a ton of different people. I follow Daniel Schiffer. I follow DSLR video shooter. They do great tutorials and, and training Nick Nimmin. He does a ton of great YouTube quality 
um, training, that sort of stuff. The TubeBuddy, you know, whatever their account is, they, they do a lot of stuff. TubeBuddy is a great um, tool that I love to use. And so um, I follow those guys. Um, I look up to, um, in terms of like content creators, again, in the YouTube space, I just, I'm just totally like fanboyed out for, you know, guys like Meet Kevin or Graham Stefan. Those guys are smart. They're in the, you know, the personal finance um, and Meet Kevin now is in like news distribution sort of thing. Um, on a local level, um, you know, local national, I guess, because he travels all over the place, you know, director of photography that I really look up to and respect and just really aspire to be like is uh, William Schweikert. He's amazing. And he's he's here in Huntsville and he flies all over the place everywhere, actually globally, and produces films and short films and commercials and all kinds of amazing stuff. And, you know, it's funny, he's such a renegade. He's a uh, Pirate Bill, Pirate Bill, you know, he's just, and he makes it happen. And that's what it takes, I think, in certainly in film production is you cannot have hard, fast rules to get a thing done. There's just a lot of different ways to achieve that and accomplish it. And film production is really, it can get messy fast. There's a lot of moving pieces with certainly some of these bigger productions. And uh, yeah, you kind of have to be a little bit of a renegade and just say, you know what, we're going to make this happen. And here's how we're going to just figure it out. And so what type of video do you actually, because there's different kinds of videos that you develop, right? And so, um, and this is your, because you're, this is your specialty. What is your favorite kind of video to actually produce? Um, narrative or short film or feature film, any kind of video that follows a compelling story really, um, that would be the easiest answer in terms of commercial content. You know, I was doing something called cinematic. I, I call them cinematic promos, kind of more of like the Daniel Schiffer type of video. Um, you can see it in certain content I've produced, uh, like the the videos I've produced for Sip Cocktail Lounge. Those are kind of like, they're kind of like sleek and sexy, kind of, you know, like a little bit like, I don't know, classy and, and yeah, it's just it's cool. Um, I did a video for a, a D3 woodworking woodworker, custom woodworker that came out really nice. Um, I saw filmed- those. Those were nearly, they, those were actually very nice videos. I saw those. Uh, they were very impressive. Um, Believe it or not, those are easier to produce than you know the talking head videos. Um, people delivering information, just because the reality is, and you know, if if this is true about you, this isn't a shot at you. This is just the truth about most people. Most people aren't great to deliver on camera. It's just true. It's a skill. You have to build it up. (laughs) It's a skill. And so any video that I can go in and I can do, you know, capturing gorgeous B-roll, gorgeous footage of an activity, a thing, a product that doesn't talk (laughs) and look, look into the lens when it's not supposed to like that kind of stuff. Um, is always a lot easier. And then really the workload comes in on the creative aspect when you're in the editing room, um, as long as you've done a, a quality capture and, and, you know, good exposure frame rates, that, that sort of thing. So for me, you know, video is a little bit harder for me because I'm not as natural in front of the camera. And, and I know a lot of people probably are not. How do you get them? How do you get people to come from, to get them out of their shell to develop the type of video that you want? Like, what do you, what kind of advice would you give someone like that? Um, okay. So the shortest advice is just stop, just stop being such a baby about it. Okay. Just do it. Okay. If you're a business owner, you have to market. I'm talking to you, Carla, get it together. <laughs> okay. You have to market your business to anybody out there who has a business and is feeling like, Oh no, but I don't want to be on camera. Um, okay. That's fine. I get it. I do. I get it because I didn't always, 
deliver the way I deliver now on camera. I sort of always liked being on camera. Um, I wasn't always good at it though, but you know, you just got to kind of get over it and, and, and begin to, um, begin to love it or hire someone else to do it. That's it. That's what you, that's the way to do. And, and you can do it in a different, you know, there's different ways before you go and make a commercial for your business. Okay. I get it. You don't want to put out something. It's risky. This is your brand. You've spent time and money and energy building it. Make some home videos, you know, make some videos of yourself, make some videos for your kids. Okay. Talk to the camera, just talk to it, get in front of the camera and talk to it. And when you watch it, most people are going to say, Oh, dang it. I can't stand my vice. I just can't stand my, and I'm like, come on, give me a break. This isn't about you. This is about, this is about the person watching. So focus on that and just get in there and start doing it and have a director. Having a director really helps also. I mean, if you can, like I've done it before where I'm on camera and I'll have my wife stand behind the camera and give me feedback and I'll do a line a couple of different times and just say, you know, I'll just be like, I'll do the line. I'll be like, did that sound stupid? Was that stupid? Hang on. Someone's trying to call me. These monsters, don't they know that I'm don't they know that you're on a famous podcast by now? I'm a celebrity podcast. I can't even keep you focused on a podcast before you're you're on somebody else's phone call. Do not disturb. Always on. Wow. I'm gonna turn it on forever. Yeah. We're gonna be on this podcast for a while now. This is pure punishment for you. But are you trying to say that when you're saying that the video aspect, are you trying to point that back at me? Because I feel no, like directly. that sounded a little like you should have inserted the word Carla in that. I did insert the word Carla, but only after you brought it up. Uh, no, it's not directly at you, Carla. I, I think you're wonderful. And I think you're Aww. gorgeous. And you should be on camera. Aww. But but you don't. And I don't know why. And so I'm not going to berate you on your own podcast. But for your listeners, <laughs> I just don't even. I can't even. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. Try, try having a director, just try that and, and be open to the feedback too. you know, bring in a friend, bring it, Like I said, to, I, I'll bring my wife in and I'll, and I'll do a line and I'll just say, did that sound stupid? That's kind of a hard question to answer, or maybe it's really easy, but maybe not getting a lot of good feedback, but just kind of go through the motions of it. That's, that's the best way to go. Well, I, I mean, I don't really have an explanation on why I'm so much more comfortable on a podcast than I am on video. I just can say that I, I can get in front of a huge audience and talk to them or I can do a webinar or I can do, I mean, there's parts of it that I can do um, and I'm very comfortable doing. It's just that I think it's when the camera's sitting in my face that I can become more robotic and I need to, you know, get a little bit more comfortable. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. you got to remember, I didn't have a website well, just drink for 10 years. <laughs> just drink it. Do a shot of tequila. Every time you have to do another take, you have to do another shot. Oh, that'd be lovely. Oh, yeah. You would. Nah. Woo. I don't know about that. That wouldn't work. Yeah. That that might. There may be some things I might say. Bad advice. (laughs) Bad advice brought to you. Do not drink before you do video. (laughs) Don't do it. Well, I mean, it's, but I've, no, I mean, you could have like a glass of, you know, it just, here's, here's my advice. Again, whatever it takes just to get you kind of going. Okay. That's really what this is about. This is just yeah. like anything else. You just got to get going on it. And at some point, the pain of not doing it and knowing that you want to be doing it is good. That pain's going to grow bigger than your fear of doing it. I hope. And I hope it's sooner than later because I know that y'all have it in you. And so just get in there, get in front of it and use an iPhone. Stop complaining about lighting and, camera lenses, blah, blah, blah. Those are, those are all excuses. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people, even my clients, they have a lot of excuses and I'm, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I like my clients. I love them, but I think we're our own self critic. You know what I mean? Like we're our own self critic. Like it's very, um, 
you know, in our generation, we didn't have all the technology that we have today. And remember back then when we first started our businesses, there wasn't this word called entrepreneur. It was like, hey, you want a business? Yeah, I own a business. But it wasn't like, you know, hey, you know, we're so famous. Bad these we days. didn't have we didn't have influencers. Be, and, yeah. You know, we didn't have people we looked up to. I mean, I mean, come on. We we didn't have those people we like we, we had a self help tape. Well, honestly, <laughs> we we learned a lot by doing Ryan Tracy. Of, yeah. <laughs> Ten steps to being more effective. Yeah. I remember True. those. True. I love those but, tapes. <laughs> But we didn't have those people that we could look up to and learn from. We we kind of set the stage for a lot of the stuff that you're doing today. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how it goes. I'll it's put always, it out there. It's always, it's always, you know, the those forging to the edges of their comfort zones that are, you know, paving the the path for those who, who come next. And that's, the, that's how it is. I mean, that's. Even people on YouTube, like these days, YouTube, you have an incredibly high uh, content quality expectation. It's true. You do. Um, and 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 also in the same stroke, I'll say you can also get away with putting out low quality content in terms of the video quality. The audio has to be good and the actual context of the quality has to be good. But when YouTube first started, it was garbage. There was so oh, much yeah. trash. Oh, yeah. there's, still tra- there's still tons of trash. It just doesn't serve it. You have to go find the trash on YouTube now. The the, co- the quality of video has gotten so much better. I mean, I remember when there wasn't even uh, the word Google. I mean, Google wasn't even around when I started. But yeah, you have just the AOL. Do you have an AOL? Not anymore. <laughs> you got rid of that a long time ago. Nobody admit to having an AOL. Okay, I, I, I think I spent three thousand dollars on a compact Passario, whatever you, the heck, the, the nice. big monster monitor and i thought i was the you know i was i thought i was it at the time you know yeah. at the time and then we it took us forever to download a photo i mean Ooh. it was like an hour <laughs> yeah it was a high res 720p oh yeah <laughs> we, we were the we were the shenazzles the, the epitome of technology back then we were I mean, especially when we, when, and then when you get the, the laptops, I remember when laptops came out, we thought, oh my gosh, they were so massive, you know? So, I mean, I mean, video has come a long way um, compared to what it was back in the day. I mean, Absolutely. I remember, I mean, I first started pulling Google Analytics before Google Analytics would pull stats from a hosting server. That's how we knew how a site was performing. So, yeah. I mean, but how, how expensive is video for the average business owner. So, well, uh, make cl- is it is it is it something that they can work into their budget, their marketing budget is it, it, because I think the sticker shock for video development can be high for some people that don't really know what the quality of video could do for them. Yeah, so it's sort of relative, you know. Um I get that kind of a question like how much is how much I just they say they say this, I just want a 30 second video. <laughs> I say, wow, okay, that sounds great. You know, it just can't, it's like, I have a hundred dollar budget. I want a 30 second video. What can you do? It's just 30 seconds. But you know, the question is 30 seconds of what? 30 seconds of what? What is this supposed to look like? And who's this going to? And and so how much are you investing in this, in this marketing? What's your marketing budget? What's the campaign like? If you can't answer those kinds of questions, then, uh, you, you know, maybe you're a little, you might be putting the horse, wait, the carriage ahead of the horse. What's it? Uh, something. Uh, a horse before the court. The horse before the cart. The horse is supposed to go first. Yeah, the cart before the horse. My point is, 
that um, there's a lot of, you know, uh, variables involved, you know, and, and video production has shifted, you know, it used to be that you could not even a local business couldn't even don't even think about video. What are you talking about? If you're not a Coca-Cola, you're not making videos. That's that. Um, you know, and, and that's what it was nowadays. It's very different because we have the technology. It has equipped every person virtually with the ability to capture a reasonable quality. I mean, okay, let's just be honest here. And if you're a video producer listening, you know, I'm sorry if you disagree, but the iPhone video quality it's excellent quality. It is totally acceptable for what is going on for internet dis- distribution these days. You can put a video filmed on an iPhone on television and get away with it. Okay. That's just the reality. So t- go ahead, chew it up and swallow that sucker. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> so video production costs, it costs a variety. You could, you could get a video for a hundred bucks. There was a time when I first got started when I was selling videos for, I, I couldn't get someone to hire me for free. First of all, when I first started, I mean, that's perceived value issue, which is a whole nother thing. But, you know, you can find people out there that do a video for a hundred, three, four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. You know, I, I know people who do a commercial, you know, in the six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollar range locally and who are selling commercials out there to businesses. Of course, a small business owner, here's a, a commercial for ten thousand dollars and they probably are thinking, well, never mind. I'm not going to do it then. I'll just order more business cards and go and, you know, network or whatever. But something that a lot of businesses don't realize is that if you plan a video properly, it's not going to be something that is shown one time. This should be a piece of content that you can use for your business. How long are you going to be in business? I think that's the real question. So if you're going to be in business for a while, like years and years and years, you should be able to stand proudly near this piece of content that you've produced and and showcase it every single time that you start talking about your business yeah. and use it for a variety of reasons. So that's where you come into the factor of like, okay, what what kind of video should someone who comes to you for the first time, what is your suggestion on the very first video that they should do? Is like a storytelling video or, hey, meet Joe, the, the what's going on in the background? I mean, what Those kind of good. video... Yeah. Okay. Those are good. Those are good videos, you know, like an introduction video or like I used to call them bio videos where you kind of talk a little bit about it. Brand culture, you could call it something like that. I think the video that you should do first is the video that brings the most value to your most important clients. I think that's what I would recommend. So, you know, if if you're finding that you're explaining the same thing over and over and over again to every single client and that you're having trouble consistently getting the same message across, maybe having trouble with clarity, Um, These are the kind of things that, you know, if you could only make one video, and I don't think you should make one video. If you can't afford to hire somebody to make lots of videos for you, then you better just pull your boots on and get your iPhone out. And it's time to go ahead and make videos for yourself because this is not a a slowing down trend. This is not a um, wait around for everyone to get ready type of situation. This is a um, let's make videos right now as much as possible and get really good at it. Because at some point, if you don't have quality video content surrounding your brand, your products and services, you're not going to be seen. There's too many people out there that are getting good at this thing that are getting the rewards from it, that are gaining the customers you're losing right now. If you're not using video to market your business, you're losing customers to someone else who is. I completely agree. And and I think that's where you sit down and like create a marketing plan for each year. Cause I think people, you can't do it off the cuff. Like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to do a video. 
you really have to really think could. about your marketing. Plan. Well, you could, you, you could do it. It's better to do a marketing plan. You'll, you'll wind up getting better results way faster, yeah. but you could, if you wanted to, if you were committed, like if you sit down and say, I'm going to do this business for a hundred years, let's say everything goes really well. And I'm going to somehow live for another hundred years and do this business. Um, if you start now and start going and every morning you get up and you put out a live video about something, you're going to get really good at that. Within a year, you're going to be, you're going to see, you will see, you will be good at it or you'll quit. But if you don't quit, you'll be really good at it because you'll have to, you're going to get feedback. People are going to tell you and you're going to, it's going to feel some kind of way. So. So you're, you're all about that recurring client, making sure that you're continuing to build their video platform on a regular basis. Like you, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those people too. I don't, I don't like doing onesies project work, you know, even though sometimes I'll do it just so, you know, it, it potentially knowing the fact they may come back, but you really want to build that recurring business and video marketing for them. That's where you create those strategies for them. What do you, is that how you, is that how you do your business going forward? Or did you start out with just one, one video here, one video there, how did you start building this this business that you're in now? Because look, this is the thing. Um, I've been in business for 20 years, and I know I'm not a video marketer, right? I mean, I know how to, I know how to distribute it. I know how to write the content around it. I know how to put it on places. But I want to leave it to the experts. Like you're the expert in video marketing. I'm, I'm a business to business strategist. I, I sell for my clients. I bring the leads in. So how do you convince them? to put this in their marketing budget and so that they continue to build this recurring, like how did they do that? Well, you know, the, the first piece that should convince people is the fact that videos are everywhere. So you really can't go anywhere looking for a product or service and not find videos around it. And if you don't find videos around it, then uh, the product or service is not visible. You know, you go, if you look somewhere, if you're getting leads digitally, if you're connecting with people and following up with them, these are all opportunities to be using video to do so. Because video is just a communication, uh, you know, uh, medium. That's all it is. It's just a way of of scaling yourself, right? And so maybe not everybody, but for me, certainly, I sell best in person um, or, you know, these days. Uh, virtually we're on a video call where I can see someone's face, but even better than that, I do. I sell even better than that in person. I can read body language more effectively and faster. I can deliver my information faster. I can connect, you know, in a more, in a deeper way, um, more emotionally. So if that is the case, then you are going to be a more effective salesperson or your process, your business, your system will be more effective by having video. It's somebody's face. We relate to it more. We already know the statistics. We've been hearing about them for years. Video definitely and undeniably converts better. You know, so these are some facts that, you know, you can look at. But mostly, I I think that mostly people choose to buy videos from me specifically I'll be honest here. I think they mostly choose it because they choose, they really choose me. They really fall in love with me. And I'm not even joking. I don't want to sound, this is just true. They, they see how excited I am about video yeah. production. Yeah. They already know that video is better. They do. Everybody knows it. If you're out there and you're selling billboards, I want you to know it's okay. Billboards are great too. They really are. They do a thing. It's all good. It's all marketing, right? And if you had unlimited budget, I would say put it all over the place. But if you're a smaller business and you have a very limited budget, then don't even think twice about it. 
you invest in a light and a microphone and you start getting on video and just talk about your products and services. If you're running a business and you can't get on video aside, if you can't talk about your products and services comfortably for a couple of minutes, there's another problem that maybe needs to be looked at and addressed. And that's okay. Some people are at that level, but there's no reason not to be able to do that. But I think that's why people really buy it. There's not a lot of I don't really do a ton of, I don't think I do a ton of convincing. It's mostly that I know the truth is video is better. And you know, whatever your budget is, and I don't know what it is. All clients are all over them. It's totally different for everybody, but whatever it is, there is a way to get video worked into your marketing plan, into your marketing program. You need it for your website, for your social media. You need to be building a YouTube channel. These are, these are all, you need to be building a library of content that surrounds your products. If you look at the buying cycle for a customer, or if you look at a funnel, you know, if you're designing funnels, you can see that video supports all of these things. So it's not a hard, you know, convincing type of thing for me. I think, I think it's just, uh, I think going into the new year, I think that people are going to get more and more involved in doing video. So, oh yeah. um, So the pandemic, hello. So selling in person has become even more challenging. It was already tough before and now it's even more challenging. So now you have this other thing where it's like, okay, you know, stay at home, don't go out and do stuff. And also, um, save a ton of money by being more efficient, more effective. You produce it once you can use it multiple times. There's just tons of benefits of it. And the big drawback is I don't really like the way I sound on camera. Sorry. If that's the drawback, think about this in 10 years, you know, you're looking at your kids and they say to you or your grandkids or whoever, whatever level you're at. And they say, why did the business fail? And you say, I didn't like the way I sounded on camera. Okay. You really want to do that? Oh, you crack me up. So, I mean, I, you know, honestly, I hope that I'll be retiring <laughs> way before then. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> somebody will be like taking over and You're running not it. retiring in 10. Well, okay. You couldn't. I, okay. You're always taking shots at you. Look, I think you're great. I just want you to know. I think you're great. Oh, you're so nice. Uh, you know, um, you know, when you think about videos okay and then how marketing integrates with each other is like it's like the storytelling that goes with it like you're you got to let people know that you're there to provide a solution to their problem and sometimes if you sit down and write down what everybody's come to you know coming to you you know what problem do they really have sometimes you might find out that it's the same problems and you can create content right off of that do you give people a list of content development like what that content looks like like a little outline. Yeah. So it depends on, again, it depends on the budget, right? So how much money do you have to spend? That's probably uh, $5. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to YouTube and type in video production and call me in three days. Okay. Um, or text me, just text me. Don't call. Um, you know, so if you have the budget for pre-production, because that's what you're describing is pre-production, then yeah, absolutely. I mean, I do the process start to finish with clients that are wanting to outsource, you know, you could call it outsourcing your media production or content creation division, then I can take care of that. And what I'll do is I'll work with a client one-on-one, we'll either do a, you know, virtual call or uh, we'll meet up and, and talk through it or whatever is necessary, a, virtu- uh, a, uh, a Zoom and we'll we'll develop a what I call a content hierarchy, which is basically you know a, a f- sort of like a flow chart from top to bottom, from their top level industry all the way down to their you know most niche product. So it might be like, for example, it might be like okay, a salon, and then like you know a blowout bar, blow dry bar, and then like you know uh, uh, 
I don't know, you know, an updo and then like, you know, <laughs> what they call it. I don't know what they, I don't know what they, you know what I mean? And you just get more and more micro. And so that, that is like one of the aspects that I like to develop. It really gives clarity about what types of topics we're going to talk about. And in addition to that, and these are two side-by-side resources that I develop for my clients in the onboarding process. In addition to that, we create a main topic list. I usually like to approach with 52 topics at a minimum for a year of content every week, once a week, yearly content. Um, because you know, it's topics, it's not hard to come up with that. It takes a little bit of time. You just figure them out and we go through them and then we go into script development and we start developing scripts. I usually say develop your scripts and packs of four. If you can, uh, be that organized, you'll get better at it and better at it. Script writing is a skill. If you're not good at it and it's very painful to do, do what you're good at, make money and spend some of that money hiring someone who is good at it. It's a great thing to do or get good at it, whatever you want to do. And then from there, we're on to production. You know, and I think that business models and how we run our businesses has changed over the years. Like, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, small business can't survive, but, you know, we just got to be smarter on what we're putting our money into, you know what I mean? And not wasting our value in, in places that really don't need to go there. And I don't think that people are doing as webinars as much as they used to. Um, you know, we're, we're burnt out, I think, because, you know, we can't really go anywhere right now. Um, and I think YouTube along, you know, with the video aspect, because video, you know, YouTube's the second largest search engine over, you know, under Google, by the way. And, um, and because, owned by Google. Oh yeah. I mean, well, Google's your best friend you should treat Google as your best friend and, over anything else. Um, and social media is just secondary to your, your, your branding, what I would call, um, but I do think that video is important because we, we've got pretty much an attention span like a goldfish now. You know what I mean? And so we really need to make sure that the video that's being produced by someone like you is quality and it's attention grabbing and it keeps us, you know, involved. Um, what are some of the things that, you know, do you have like a special technique? Do you, do you is it like a template layout that, you know, as you keep, you're developing the video? Do you know exactly how are you going to edit that video as soon as you develop, you know, as you as you're filming it? Do you know how you're going to do that? Well, so, yeah. So prior to filming it in the pre-production stage, when we're doing that script is where we would be kind of building out things like, you know, your call to action. Um, And there are templates you can follow. They all kind of flow similarly. Right. So you have your uh, your hook, which needs to be delivered effectively you know, within 10 seconds, really within five seconds. Okay. You need to hit them hard um, and fast in this video. We're going to talk about five ways to build your business using e-commerce done. Okay. You set the hook. Uh, if your title description is good and, the, and your thumbnail is good, or you're putting this in front of people who are wanting to build their business quickly using e-commerce. And you say that at the beginning of your video, you have set the hook. Um, and then you, you go right into your, um, your problem, which might sound like, you know, businesses struggle to get up and running with online stores, um, you know, with more than state statistic here, insert statistic here, you know, so you kind of like put your pain point there and then your solution, some credibility and a call to action is usually the kind of simplest way to look at it. But really, um, and you can write them that way. Like I have templates that I use that I go in there and punch them in there and, and kind of juice them up. But it just depends. Like different kinds of content require different, 
you know, different kinds of approaches. Uh, some pieces of content are more centered around just being educational. And a piece of educational content, for example, is going to have much higher, as long as it's produced well and written well, it's going to have much higher likelihood that somebody watches the whole thing through. If you're looking for a tutorial on how to, you know, install flooring, you've probably, you're not probably not ready to watch a 30 second video and go do it. You're probably bought in for a few minutes, 10 minutes, a half an hour, et cetera. But, you know, if you're looking for a quick fix, like, okay, how do you use the keyboard shortcuts to paste something? Okay, if you see a 15-minute video, you're not doing it. I'm sorry, it's not going to work. So those things have to be taken into consideration. Um, but yeah, you you know, the hook, I would say the hook, if, if you're like trying to figure out how to get people to watch your video, focus on the hook. Start there. Focus on getting good at that that hook and, uh, and go from there. So Lucas, um, now that you're a business owner um, and you've been doing this for a while, is there anything in this journey that you've learned and would you change anything at this point or are you, are you, are you on a different yeah. path? Do you no, feel I like would you're definitely always- <laughs> definitely ch- I've made plenty of mistakes. I've learned a lot from it. So it, had I not made the mistakes, I wouldn't have the awareness that I have now to look back and say I'd change things. So no, from that perspective, I wouldn't change anything. But from the standpoint that I'm standing at now, if I could give myself advice, and if somehow my younger, more naive self was open to actually receiving the advice, because we try and try, but they don't listen, and people try with me and I don't listen, we have to have our own experiences. I would say stop focusing so much on getting this piece of equipment or that piece of equipment. Don't worry about it. That's not what matters. Having a particular shot is not going, in most cases, is not going to make or break a piece of quality content. Spend more time focused on the writing aspect. If you're not ready to do videos, start writing blogs. Just start writing blogs. Because you know what? Blogs are scripts, people. And if you have a bunch of blogs already on your website and you're like, well, I don't know what to write for a video, go to the blogs, take them and just read that sucker right into the camera. In fact, you can get an app on your iPhone. I don't know if it, what, what the app is for Android, but for the iPhone, it's a teleprompter app. This thing is cheap. It's like sub 10 bucks and you can just read the words and it doesn't look like you're reading. You kind of got to get good at it, but it's so good. Highly recommend. I have a lot of blogs. Does that mean I need videos? Do you have videos for every blog? No. Okay. You're saying I've got some work to do. Let me tell you this here. Let me give you a little insider tip Uh or an insider insider tip tip. for your, for your listeners. Um, You maybe you're not sure um, what kind of content to make and maybe you don't have a bunch of blogs. Okay. Go find somebody out there who's doing it already. Hang on. My wife is texting me. I got to text her back. She said she's got to go. She's running out the door. Go find somebody. Don't leave me yet. This is going to be a good one. So stick around. Go find someone who's, who's looks the way you want to look, who's doing, who sounds the way you want to sound, who's doing it already. Rip it off. I'm telling, I'm giving you permission right now. Go find them, copy and paste it and go in there and rework it. Okay. I don't want you to play drive it. You got to rework it. Okay. Make it your own. Yeah, you gotta make it your own. Don't just rip it off. That's not a good advice. But get use it for inspiration. That's what I'm saying. Is emulate, emulate. There's no need to reinvent the wheel here, people. It's just it's not. It doesn't make sense. Go find someone who's doing it. Understand their content. See what they're doing. That's making sense. That's getting traction. What videos are they putting out? Are they not putting out videos? You could have a major. You could win this. You put out the videos. It could be you. Yeah. Well. 
I, I completely agree because I, I, I do watch a lot of videos and I see things that inspire me along the way. And so I look at it going, I can do that too. You know what I mean? But it's just getting that courage to get in front of the camera to do it. And and, and today, now that you've given me some good advice, I think I'm going to take some of my blogs and actually convert them. read them. And convert them. Just read and, them into and, the lens. And then you can edit them. And then you could be I'll like my genius, them. my madman behind the scenes for my video yes. stuff. Like, you know, right. Uh, so do you have time to do rapid fire? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. So I'm going to ask you 10 questions you can so that we can get to know you on a non-business level. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we, we, we try to be entrepreneurs and on point all the time, right? Sure. But we want to have a little fun with you. So I'm going to ask you some questions and you got to answer them um, to your best ability. Okay. So rapid fire. Number one, if you could do, if you could be any animal, what would it be and why? Um, a gazelle, because they're fast. I don't know. Go ahead. It's a gazelle? Okay. It's supposed to be rapid fire, I thought. <laughs> I, I can't see you as a gazelle. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know if I can see Lucas that running. That's not acceptable. Um, a, what, an eagle, a bald eagle, because I'm bald, going bald right bald, in so the you're middle. Gonna be, now that I can see you flying. Oh, now. rude. You pray. Okay. Uh, who is your favorite superhero and why? Um, Spider-Man, because my son loves Spider-Man. And Spider-Man's oh. pretty dope. I love the Tobey Maguire versions, except the third one. That one sucked. But the first one was really good. And the second one was really, it was pretty good. Okay. I, I like Spider-Man, too. But oh, Superman. I just saw Aquaman, too. Man, that was dope. Oh, that oh. dude yeah. is jacked. What's his name? Masoa? Jason Mo Mos- Jason something, right? Yeah. I don't even I don't remember. I was so upset the whole movie. Where are you? He buying? just got his gorgeous flowing hair and his chiseled abs. And my wife is like, wow, this is a great film. And you know, I wanted to be like, yeah, right. But the truth is, it, was, like, it was a great film, though. And then I put my set my face on his face in the reface app and sent it to her. And now it's just disappointing. Reality is just a little disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Rock that body. Okay. Describe yourself in three words. Um strong fast smart strong fat strong fast, fat? smart not fat i heard that <laughs> i did not say fat fat i said dumb fat. bald you are so mean i'm harsh You're i'm harsh. very down i'm just transparent down to the point what is the most interesting thing you you've done that you have in your wallet right now what is the most interesting thing you have in your wallet right now you're actually going to pull out your wallet Oh, I mean, you, you should know this stuff like off the top of your head. I don't know what's in here. Um, I have what a drone it? license in here. That's kind of interesting. What is it? Your drone, drone license? Yeah. Okay. Commercial. I'm a, I'm an FAA drone. I'm a drone pilot. So is that your most interesting thing in your wallet today? Get some credit cards in here. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Like, give me that. I'll go shopping. All right. Not much. Is that, that going to be your answer? Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> you need to talk about what's in your wallet. If that's the most interesting thing in your wallet. What's the most interesting thing in your wallet? Uh, my keys to my dream car. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, my wallet's one of those little minis, though. It doesn't have that much in it. It's got basically you're going to get a car, some kind of card. A piece you of say you could have said a paper clip. I, mean, I could have. Yeah, I don't have those in my wallet. Made it, you could just made it up. No, that's true. Know. No, Everything's video for me. See, I, 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 now I am realizing all of this is audio, but in my mm-hmm. mind, it's all video. Oh, well, you can just keep on dreaming. Okay. 
If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Um, you can't travel right now. <laughs> can't travel right now. Yeah, my living room. My living room. Um, where my would bathroom. I, I don't know. My if I could go anywhere, where would I go and why? Um, I haven't been to New York in a long time. Not right now. Right now is not a good time. Right now, right now is not a good time to be in New York. I don't know. Italy. My mom went to Italy last year, the year before, and she just had such a good time. I'd love to go in. You know, go to Italy. Whatever. Go Germany. To Germany was pretty cool. Germany. Never been to Germany. Oh, Germany's awesome. Uh, if you could get a yacht, what would you call it? Oh. um... Skylar Scott Studios. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, I would call it um uh the Scott Yacht. Yep. The Scott Yacht. The Scott Yacht. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and me and all, I have I have four brothers and a sister, all the Scots. We'd all go on to the Scott Yacht and party. Let's go to the but Scott we get yacht. mistaken for like Scott, the toilet paper company, they'd think it was sponsored by the toilet paper. It and should so, be cool then. Yeah, okay. We'd get invited to all the parties because that's that's what it's like being a, uh, the CEO of Scott Toilet Paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I think of your name, I, I want to think it's a tongue twister. Scholar Scott Studios, Scholar Scott Studios. A ton of people in the local area, in the film production kind of niche in this area, uh, whenever I work with them, there's this kind of weird running thing that got started by my friend Chad. And anytime I step on set or like someone needs something from me, they say they always ask for it as they do it like this. Hey, uh, you know, can I get a C stand? Lucas Skyler Scott from Skyler Scott Studios. And hey, look, it's Lucas Skyler Scott from Skyler Scott Studios. And it's because of this banner, this Facebook banner I did, this video where I'm like, hey, guys, Lucas Skyler Scott from Skyler Scott Studios, you know, and it just hit, I guess. And now, yeah, it's this weird running joke. It's been going on now for, I guess, a little over a year. I think I would make fun of you, too. Yep. But, yeah. hey, it's good. It's, you know, that's good. But now marketing. everybody knows your name. It's good marketing. Good, yeah. smart, smart marketing. I think that, that's a word. That Actually, that is a word. Smart marketing. Smartening. Smart marketing. Uh, marketing. Uh, so on a scale to one to ten, how cool are you? Um, I think that I used to be like a five. But I went, that's when I was a banker. I was a, that's really good score for a banker. In case you're a banker out there, you should hope to be a five, a five cool banker. Now, I think, I think I've upgraded a little bit, you know, with the camera gear and stuff. It adds a certain level of clout quality of my content. I think I might be in like the seven, maybe, maybe, maybe an eight. I've been working out a lot. So I'm trying to get cooler. Yeah. Like a, like a, like a fit seven. So so you're going to be a fit seven. That's, that's nice. I like that. Um. I would have given you an eight. Oh, that's so gentle. See, I try to be humble. Oh, eight um, point. How about eight point nine? I try to be perceived as humble. Yeah. Uh, so, what new technology would transform the future? Um. Okay, so let's see. Uh, virtual reality or augmented reality, those are both kind of come, they're not really there yet, but they're getting there. And I think that those things, uh, when we're able to interact on a deeper level from afar and it feels 
like it's not happening virtually. That's going to transform the future. Obviously, uh, energy technology is shifting. Everything that's happened. I'm a big uh, follower of things like Tesla. And I see, you know, Elon Musk and Tesla and the way that they're dealing with batteries and energy is something that's really impressive. And that's really changing the way that we're going to um, be able to to do things and power things moving forward. Um, yeah, harnessing the power of uh, energy probably is one of the bigger ones just since and everything, I mean, everything is centered around energy. You went so. too deep. You went way too deep for me. Did I go? <laughs> we're so, we slowed down from quick fire. You went, you went so deep into that question. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking it was going to be something with video. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, um, I don't, hoverboards. That's why I picked the, <laughs> that's why I picked the question. I was like, Oh, it'd be a good video well, question. I'll, I'll reality you went, like, deep. And- you went like into deep into batteries and energy and, you know, <laughs> But augmented reality and and virtual reality, those are things and aspects that can be connected back to video um, because you're going to need certain types of cameras and equipment in order to create, or at least software to create the the environments. But then, um, you know, you'll have to have some way of getting that information. I mean, they have it already, you know, into the, anyway, let's Mm -hmm. never mind. I'm a nerd. If you didn't know already, now, you know, I'm a nerd. Well, you got two questions left. So um, what was your favorite book growing up? Uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and then Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Oh, no. I read Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, my 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 favorite book was Frankenstein. Nice. That's a great book. Yeah, because it was written by a female, by the way. I didn't know that. What about uh, Young Frankenstein? That's a beautiful film. I, I've read I've read all those books. Werewolf. Werewolf. <laughs> you just wanted to say the word. Werewolf. It's- okay. Last question. If you're stranded on a tropical island, what two things would you want to bring with you? Um, I don't know. Geez, I don't know. Um, you know, a boat obviously would be a good answer. Uh, but if I couldn't have a boat, like I couldn't have like the the, the game ruining thing, then uh, I think I would like to have uh, in, in the perspective of trying to survive, I would need some tools, probably an all tool, maybe a hatchet. A way to make fire. I don't know. Some I was, sushi. I, I oh, that's not a good answer. Those are terrible. That's not even rapid fire. <laughs> what would you? What would you, you bring? I would have thought you would have said video. I would have brought my video. Who camera. Who's going to bring a video camera? Yeah, I'll bring my cell phone. Yeah, I brought my cell phone. And a quality microphone. Invite people over to my island. <laughs> if I could only bring two things, yeah, it would have to be. I'd need audio. That's the way. Yeah. Audio, video. Well, Lucas, it's a it's definitely been a pleasure having you on my podcast today. And uh, I was a little nervous having you on here, um, you know, because I get nervous about everything so I do. Celebrity, okay. You're so famous, and not about you know, me. I'm trying to impress you. Like, yeah, well, this has been an impressive podcast. I've had a lot of fun. It's been a good time. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. We'll do another one soon. We'll do yeah, definitely. One. This was fun. Yeah. And maybe so, we'll video it. Maybe better make time. Yeah, yeah. If you if you're listening right now, you better get out there. And make, if you feel at all like you want to make videos, just start now. Trust me. Go. Yeah. And definitely call Lucas to do that. So thank you, Lucas. And thank you for listening today uh, in this episode on how to win with video with Lucas Scott, Scholar Scott Studios. Um, on the Coffee and Hustle podcast. Again, we'll see you again soon.